0: Good morning, hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Thursday morning. hope everybody is doing well today and I'm glad that you could join me this morning for our regular devotions and I hope everybody has a a smooth rest of the week and a great weekend. I do appreciate you all tuning in and uh, I always love seeing all these wonderful faces each and every morning and I just want to say good morning. And uh, let's go ahead at this time, if we may. Let's go ahead and do our uh, morning devotion. Uh, devo- our pledge of allegiance here. Let's go ahead and do that at this time, if we may. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, while I have his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. As I say each and every morning, uh praise God that we get to say these wonderful pledges each and every day and uh, the freedom to do so. It is, um, you know, so many countries wish that they could uh, enjoy uh, the ability to hear God's word at any given moment, at any given time. You know, we should never take for granted what we have and what we hold dear. Uh, it's so sad to see in so many other countries that uh, they, to do what we we're doing this morning would cause them to be arrested, cause them to be beaten, uh, to be imprisoned, or even killed. And uh, so, don't ever take. This freedom we have for granted, and I think that's a problem with our nation at this time. Too many people are taking it for granted. Now there are those who wish to destroy it and remove it if we don't uh, keep those things in place. And I guess that brings us to Mad Matt, mass news and comment this morning. Uh, you know, they uh, said that yesterday, that they, the National Guard and the Central Down at the Borders literally unlocked the gates and suddenly everybody just come flying in. That, uh, that since, I'm uh, uh, sorry to say Obama, but, about the same difference, Biden's took office at over 5 million. I get that, 5 million. Uh, some reports say 2. It don't matter. It's between 2 to 5 million. It's way too many that has infiltrated our country. And remember, just what they have caught, what they know about, uh, they have caught an unbelievable amount of, of terrorists. We we're trying to get in this country. So, imagine those who got in who they didn't catch, not to mention those who've been deported for rape, murder, whatever it may be, infiltrating our country once again. Don't think that this won't affect
1: our society. Don't think this won't affect us locally. I mean, of course, we
0: hear this in Texas, New York, that they're being infiltrated in all areas, in all states.
1: And this is going to have a direct effect upon our
0: infrastructure, our system, and our, our cannot handle what's going on. And uh, to me, it's just the agenda of the liberal, progressive left to want to destroy this country, to want to rip it apart, to tear it down at any cost. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. Here, like, it's just talking about with these pledges that here we live in the greatest country on earth, and uh, and they, they don't want that. Uh, they want to destroy it. And uh, it, it just, to me, it's just indicative of the evil that is dominated uh our society because of they want to remove god from every aspect every corner they can and i think it just shows a widespread uh sense of of, of lawlessness if you will uh in our country and i am telling you we need prayer more than ever when it comes to uh comes to this country we really want to cover our prayer uh glad to see the uh, you know in these elections that uh, some of the unwanted has been removed and replaced. The sad thing is, though, uh, if you notice, and in a great book is called uh, "None Dare Call It Conspiracy." If you notice that no matter who gets in office, nothing really changes, and that's why they hated Trump so bad because he wouldn't play the game. He he couldn't be bought. Uh, you know, when you you talk about. Uh, um, Mansion. You know, he's a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Why the world that he's even uh, under the guise of, of uh, a conservative is beyond me. But they promised him X, Y, and Z if he would uh, sign this uh, inflation reduction bill. If you go along with that, he's going to get whatever he wanted out of it. It's proven, shown that. To me, it's just indicative uh, of the, um, the movie Braveheart, where they sold their sales out. They were traitors to their country for lands and titles. And, uh, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. And, I, and again, uh, you know, that's why they were so aggressive after Trump. And it all goes back to the Rothschilds. It goes back to the Rockefellers. And, and, and here these individuals, uh, as wealthy as they were, played both sides of the war, you know, in World War II and one. And in, in the whole Federal Reserve, all of this, it's, you know, like I said, this book, You know, if you ever get a chance to get it, uh, it really opens your eyes to a lot of what's while we're seeing some of the things we're seeing today and the power grab. then that's a lot of it, too, is they don't want to give up that power. So, But anyway, and this will kind of, in some sense, tie into our devotion this morning. Let's <laughs> look at First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right, praise the Lord for that great verse this morning. Then you may be saying, How in your rambling or <laughs> or uh, whatever it is that uh, I was doing this morning here in regards to politics, how does that tie into this? Well, let's look at a couple of things here. Uh, in 1 Peter 1 uh, 4, all right, we can see here, Your rest is coming. Sooner than you know, you'll receive your imperishable. Undefiled and unfading inheritance. All right, that's the the focal point there. First Peter one four, a perishable, undefiled and unfading inheritance. And when it comes, you will understand your faith was more precious than gold. And this is where where Peter wants us our our hope uh, to rest in. However. As, uh, that's what we have to look forward to. But as of right now, today is a time for war, not peace. It is a, it is a time for faith, and, and we're going to ha- have grievous trials, uh, and the genuineness of our faith will be tested. And so we have to prepare for action and to keep sober. And the, right, why I say this kind of ties in to what I'm talking about, because with everything that's going on right now, I know not only myself, but a lot of other people are very angry. They're very upset. And I think emotions are very high right now. Uh, you can see it uh, just driving down the road, or going to the Walmart, or Food City, or whatever. Uh, you see this. Uh, you see the emotions at an all-time high. People are ready to fight. And I'll be honest with you: if our country don't go into a civil war, uh, I'll be severely surprised. I mean, I, I you know it. Uh, it's not that I want a civil war, but I think me and a lot of other people have just had a belly full of the liberal. Agenda being shoved down our throats. Uh, this critical race theory. The the push for LGBTQ. Uh, the the whole socialist. Uh, ideology that's being shoved down our throats, uh, racism constantly in our face. And uh, just what I said the other day, how uh, they said they wanted to, um, you know, the school union uh, wants to, uh, if, if they need to cut teachers, they want the white people cut first. Despite seniority, what, they're, 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 what they've worked for, what they've achieved, the white people need to be fired first. I mean, to me, that's just just another push towards racism. People are just sick of it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, You know, here... We have come so far in our country. Martin Luther King Jr. and it is what he said and what he stood on was let a man be judged by his merit, his character, not by the color of his skin. And we're going backwards. It's insane, and I'm tired of this pseudo guilt pushed on white people. Like we have, you know, there there is white people out there have struggled far more than any other race out there. You know. It, it is, you know, everybody has had different upbringings and had different challenges. And you look at Ben Carson, who grew up in, in poverty-stricken conditions, a world-renowned surgeon. I mean, you can either blame your circumstances or rise above it. And, uh, and I get so sick of the blame game. But, uh, you know, that's one thing we can look at, though, and is our emotions, and keeping those things in check. You know, uh, God instilled with us emotions for a reason. It is to be a guide. It is not, we are not to be ruled or controlled by them. God displayed emotions throughout uh, biblical history. And so it's okay to have emotions. We can display anger and sadness and whatever it may be. You know, even with anger, uh, it, it's not always sinful, you know, and you say, well, how is that possible? It's what is known as righteous indignation. And, uh, but the fact is that very, very few times in our lives do we actually display righteous indignation, as Jesus Christ has shown when he ran out the money changers out of the temple. His heart was still pure, it was a sin filled. And so we can have those kind of things, but we understand. That we are in a battle, and we wrestle not with flesh and blood. And we have to be very, very careful in how we react. You know, it was in God's word time and time again, particularly in regards to anger, that, uh, that, if we, that those who withhold their tongue, those who restrain their anger, are mightier than a, than a city, than, 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 a, than the walls of a fortress. And that's very hard to do. You know, again, if you are a uh, uh, redneck such as me, uh, it's very hard to keep your mouth shut and i have to really work hard to restrain uh, my mouth all uh, right and uh, uh, whether that's out in public and i don't always succeed or driving don't always succeed or in marriage i don't always succeed you know i uh, when i get mad uh, i want to go off and uh, i have to I'm really been you know you have to really work hard to to keep your mouth shut there's times you know it's like dad always says choose your battles there are some things worth fighting about There's some things that aren't and uh, it's just a matter of choosing your battles. Is this really worth the fight? Is this really worth the argument? Or is it better just to let it go and to walk away and to cool off? And because uh, always cooler heads will always prevail, uh, even on social media. You know, is nothing more aggravating, I guess, than seeing family members fighting on social media. And I'm thinking, why don't you take this off, you know, call each other and chew each other out? We're putting this crap on Social media, you know, let it, you know, it just, it's just, it, I, I'm embarrassed for them, you know, I, I don't get it. But anyway, um, remember that God designed your emotions to be gauges, not guides. They are meant to report to you, not dictate you. The pattern of your emotions on every caffeine-induced or sleep-deprived one will give you a reading on where your hope is because they are wired into what you believe and value and how much. That's why emotions like delight, we see in Psalm 37, 4, Affection, Romans twelve ten; fear, Luke twelve five; anger, Psalm thirty seven eight; joy, Psalm five eleven, etc. Uh, are some are so important in the Bible? They reveal what your heart loves, trusts, and fears. So you know, it, pleasure is the measure of your treasure because the emotion pleasure is the gauge that tells you what you love, and so. Because our fallen nature is hardwired, you know, our I'm sorry, our emotions are hardwired into our fallen nature. Uh, we have this uh, uh, this this battle within us where Satan wants to tempt you and to manipulate you, and particularly your emotions. And uh, that's one thing that we can look at in Romans 6.12 that Paul wrote, that these are not to be our bosses, we are not to be ruled or controlled by them, because he says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. And again, we see in 1 Peter 5.8, be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies. Do not uh, obey the passions of your life. Now, uh, of of the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, your anger. You know, that's what you don't hear in the secular world. That's what I was talking about last night is, is those who are in the world display insanity, craziness. The the more closer you get to God, the more sane you become. And what does the world say? Oh, go after your passion. Uh, Give in to uh, the perverseness. Uh, Give in to whatever it may be. It's okay. Do not deny your natural self. But what does God say? To the very opposite of that, to deny self. All right. To deny self and to seek after God. And that's why we have to constantly be uh, in the Word and in prayer, memorizing Scripture, fighting against those very things that will cause us to... Drag ourselves down and to cause that division between us. and God, but what do we see? We not only you know, here we have the world say, yes, obey your passions, obey your lust. It's okay, you know. And when God's word saying to the contrary, to have self-control. But it doesn't help when you have pastors and churches out there that help you to justify your sins. You know, you know, that you're messing up. But they're saying, oh, you, you know, you just be the best you you can be. It's okay. Don't you worry about it. And you know, and so therefore, there's no remorse. There's no conviction. There's no want or desire to strive for more and to be a better child of God. And we have to understand that our sins are abhorrent in God's eyes. They are disgusting repulsive in the eyes of God. So we can't sit there and make excuses. Well, you don't know what this person did. Well, this guy pulled out in front of me. Or I was just having a bad day. It's easy to justify those sins. But that's when we have to step up and say, no, I was wrong. I messed up. God in heaven, forgive me. Help me to do better. Help me to have a heart that is peaceful and loving. Having to be more kind, gentle, and loving. You know, that's what we have to be. That's what we have to strive for. But at the same time, we are not the doormat. You know, Christians think they have to be the doormat to the world. We have to have a spine. We have to stand up for ourselves. And there are times when we do have to speak up and say, no, and this is wrong or whatever. But, uh, you know, we don't sit there and just take our, our lashings every day from an unbelieving world. We have to stand up for ourselves at the same time. But choose your battles and know when to fight and when to, when to let go and to move on. But the thing of the matter is, do not be ruled by anything but God Almighty Himself. That's the only thing we need to be ruled by. And not to simply give in to the temptation, give in to the pleasures, give in to whatever. We have a battle. We are in a battle and we have to fight. And until we this battle is done, until this war is over, then that's when we get to understand in First Peter one four the imperishable, undefiled, and unfading inheritance. Uh, and uh, and when it comes, to, you will understand your faith was more precious than gold. and First Peter one seven, then we get to receive those rewards. But until then, today is a time for war, and we have to be armed. We, and the only way you can do that is memorizing Scripture. We have to be ready for the fight. It's not a matter of if I be tempted, you will be tempted, it's not a matter of uh, will my emotions uh, get a hold of me today, they will get a hold of you today. But how you respond will demonstrate where your heart's at and where your love is at and where your treasure is at. Out of the heart the mouth speaketh. So therefore, there, where is your heart at? Is it for the striving to have that mind of Christ? Or is it just giving in to whatever temptation comes along? Like, oh, well, forgive me, Lord, and take it lightly and go on. We need to be convicted of that and realize this is wrong. I want more. I want better. And that's a, the process of spiritual growth. And that's one thing I've really been harping on a lot here lately. Is the lack of spiritual growth. Everybody just is, is in a state of, of Atrophied atrophy, of apathy. That they just they just don't they just lay down and give it up. And we have to stand up and fight. All right. And we we can't just give up. It is a as long as we're on this earth, we're going to be tempted and we're going to have failures. But don't sit there and say, well, I'm imperfect. Yes, you're imperfect, but it doesn't give that is not an excuse to just be ignorant of the gospel and just do whatever you want to do. Well, just as we have laws in this land, you know, when the cop pulls you over for speeding, and you're gonna say, well, I had a bad day today and just wasn't paying attention. I'll do I'll do better next time, officer. He's gonna go, okay, well, hate that for you. Here's your ticket. You know, they don't care. There was a the state trooper. They really don't care. So, you know, they, they don't care if you're having a bad day. You broke the law, you're gonna face the penalty. Same same thing with uh, with God's law. We need to not just take it so haphazardly and so lightly and to make sure that we are striving hard to per- be pursuant of a Christ-filled life. And only you can answer that as to where you're at. Are you making excuses for your actions or are you having control over your emotions and allowing it to be a guide and not to be consumed and controlled by them? And uh, that's where you're gonna have to ask yourself. so, so every day, I understand, You are in a battle and it's not going to let up you know sometimes it's like it's one hit after another and you think lord i can't take anymore you know it's just what's know, it's just one thing after another but as long as as we are on this earth it's just what's going to happen but we will receive the reward that god has promised us once our journey is done on this earth and so it's something we should look forward to but as we are on this while we're still here i understand your mission I understand the Great Commission and I understand God's plan for your life and all the only way you can do that is seeking him out early and seeking him out Daily and then only then can you be successful, but again, you know emotions are, are tough and uh, You know it's sometimes we all have bad days and sometimes you know it's, it's hard to, to reel those things in at times and uh, you know I, uh, I, I Realize that there are, uh, well, let's just put it this way, uh, because I have a, a several wonderful ladies watching this morning, so I don't want to offend, but I've worked with a lot of women <laughs> in the medical field, and uh, their uh, emotions have noticed in working in the medical field can be severely different from one moment to the next. And uh, so a lot of times I was walking on eggshells because I wasn't sure if I was gonna get killed that day or not, and uh, I was too stupid to realize to keep my mouth shut and uh, thought my sense of humor was really funny. And uh, they didn't always see it that way. And I've noticed that uh, when one woman's in a bad mood and they're after one man, they will all gang up on that man, (laughs) so. Just just a little uh, insight, if it will, for any man who are watching and realize that your lives are probably more in danger than you realize. <laughs> it's not to neglect the fact that men don't have uh, attitudes as well and emotions that get out of control as well. Kind of made me think of uh, Andy Griffith. And Andy's talking about the women, and how they, they gossip and men didn't do stuff like that. And then they were turned around and was guilty of the very same thing that he was accusing the women of. But my friends, get your emotions under control. Ask for forgiveness. Ask God to help you, to strengthen you, to encourage you, to know decisively to in the spirit of when to act When to withdraw, when to react, and all the way we can do that is following after the Lord each and every day. So I know it's tough, you know, you got so much going on, whether you're dealing with family issues, work issues, maybe dealing with a death in the family, a death of a pet, a friend. Uh, you know finances all these things work together uh, to uh, really and that's what the devil uses that again as a manipulation tactic but that's why we have to work hard to make sure that we're striving for that mind of Christ and not making excuses for our inability of self-control so let us pray Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord Jesus, each and every day to demonstrate that self-control, to keep our emotions in check, and that what we're saying and doing and reacting to is glorifying to you. Let us serve you well. and Let us serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Lord, as we'll be watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Feel with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead. God watch over to protect us. Lord, be with our children as they're going to school, work, or play. Watch over, and protect them, keep them safe and well. But angels to keep and to encamp around about them. Uh, Lord, a lot of kids are not only going back to regular school, but, uh, a lot of kids are going back to, or going to college for the first time. And Lord, help them to watch the pitfalls, the snares the devil lays out before them and lord i do pray that you with all my friends and family watching this morning that you watch over and keep them safe and well and with all those who are requesting prayer online lord you know the hearts minds and needs your will be done in those situations or be with us and protect us and let us serve you well in jesus name i pray amen well my friends i do hope everybody has a great day today a fantabulous day and um uh, oh, Jennifer Unicutt said uh, us women in the medical field will take you out. Uh, that's true, and that's why I don't work in the medical field anymore. So <laughs> I come close to getting killed many times, but I'm quick, <laughs> so, and I know where to hide. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, leave each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.